Hey, I'm Nick. I'm Jace. And welcome to the Demand Gen Daily Podcast. As always, please remember to like, subscribe, leave us a question. We answer the questions and we are doing a series on Amazon as part of a viewer question. Actually, a couple of them around. Last episode, if you haven't checked it out, is all about should you be on there? Is it too saturated? So go check it out if you haven't yet. Now, we're still in like the beginner series of Amazon. So we haven't touched on anything intermediate or advanced quite yet. But we wanted to talk about product research. So Jace, give us your take on maybe somebody out there already has a product or a series of products. They don't know which one to put on Amazon or if they should put it on Amazon. How do they go about this? Yeah, I would say that when people talk about the 80-20 rule with how to be successful on Amazon, most of your success is going to depend on this stage right here. Which product do you use or you choose to launch, especially early on? So it is very common for successful Amazon sellers to have gone through a whole series of product attempts, product launches, before they found a product that was successful. In the first two brands that I helped manage on Amazon, two baby products targeting young moms, we were about one for eight. So for every eight products, one of them would take off and pay for the whole enterprise, right? It would just be a home run. It'd be great. But so you have to have the stomach to know that your intuitive passion for an idea or a product is not a real accurate precursor or predictor of it's whether or not it's going to be successful on Amazon. You just don't know what's going to be successful on Amazon. It's like trying to create a YouTube video and saying, I know this YouTube video is going to go viral. You never know, but you make 50 of them and one of them might really hit a nerve and take off. Product launching successfully is really about doing it in such a way that you can sustain doing it repeatedly. Later on, we can get about, we can talk about how to make that affordable, but choosing an initial product, choosing a product that ideally really basic stuff here has reasonably high demand, but reasonably low supply is going to be absolutely critical. It's back to your basic high school economics, grade 10 business class, supply and demand. People roll their eyes at that, but it has a massive impact on your chances of success on the Amazon platform. There are categories that are so crazy cutthroat competitive. There's a lot of black hat tactics. I do not recommend you even entertain the thought of going into super competitive categories. So here's an example, right? There are categories right now that are doing really well on Amazon, but people don't know that they're well. Truck accessories, not just truck accessories, but truck bed accessories. So in the back of a truck bed, you can buy accessories for different models of trucks. So there are niche products out there because the Ford F-150 is not just the most popular truck, but it's the most popular vehicle in North America, period. There is a subcategory of Ford F-150 truck bed accessories. And there are sellers out there that are literally earning hundreds of thousands of dollars a month off a few ASINs, that's a SKU. Amazon calls their SKUs ASINs because they have locked down a micro niche, right? That had steady, solid demand, but there was no one really honing in and becoming the dominant brand of that particular micro niche. And so they were able to just own it. So when you're talking about which product should I launch, 
which product has reasonable demand but but low supply. And how do you know that? You can use tools like Jungle Scout and Helium 10. There's a bunch of free YouTube tutorials on those products. You, you pay a monthly subscription, becomes an add-on browser to your Chrome browser, and you can look at any listing across Amazon and see how much they're selling, what the referral fees are, whether or not they're FBA or FBM, where they're shipping from, how many units they have left, whether they're low supply, high supply, and you do some competitive research. It will also tell you when you search a keyword, let's say merino wool socks, men's merino wool socks, how high of a demand is there? How competitive is this product category? And it will tell you in the right top-hand corner, and Jungle Scout's one of my favorite, it'll tell you how competitive that product category is. The second thing is, if you have a product that is, the instant you look at it, has visual distinction. So I know just by looking at it, I know what it is, but I also know it's different. So here's an example. I had a client once who was selling bike helmets. Now, bike helmets are pretty damn competitive on Amazon. You can buy them for as cheap as 30 bucks. You can buy them for 200 bucks. So there's subcategories within the bike helmet. But their bike helmet was like the European Tour de France version where it's the soft helmet. And right away, normally bike helmets have that egg shaped. All of them do. So 98% of them all look the same. But this soft helmet just looked different. There's a different shape. You looked at it, it's like, that's immediately different. So they had an inherent advantage by launching that product because there was an immediate distinction that didn't take any reading comprehension, didn't take any explanation. When you search a bike helmet and you saw this in the results, it instantly stood out. So their click-through rate, their session rates, that's how long someone spends on a listing, was immediately better because they simply launched a product that looked different than all their other competitors. Massive advantage. And what are some of the factors of competition? So if you're trying to figure out, like, can I break into this category or can I break into the subcategory of this product? um, What's the data? Like, what's the information that you're looking for to say, okay, like, I can compete versus there's no chance here? Yeah. Okay. There's a misconception that the answer to that question is only price. That if you want to win on Amazon, you have to only primarily compete on price and it's always a race to the bottom and always the cheapest product wins. So the first brand that I worked with is not only top seller in their product category, but they're the most expensive. Now they're not 2X expensive. They're not trying to be the, they're paying three times what you could buy in the the next competitor, but they are 20, 25% more expensive than any other competitors and still the top organic seller. So it's not a race to the bottom, but I would say to answer your question, Nick, in the short term, you need to be able to compete on price. If you have no other domain awareness, brand awareness on Amazon or off Amazon, you're just a new brand that sprung up. No one knows anything about you. You don't really sales history, sales velocity, nothing. You need to be able to compete on price in the short term. And you need a listing that's really outstanding. Just traditional marketing, copying, copy, product images, product videos, all that stuff. You have to do well on that hero shot is really critical. That's the first product image people find in the search results when they search your for a keyword for your associated with your product. And then again, something visually distincting would be distinctive would be a big help. So yeah. in the beginning, people are competing on price. And as they develop some sales velocity, some sales history on the platform, Amazon sees, hey, this listing converts then you test upping your price a bit. And then if that holds, you up it again and you keep testing it. Perfect. That's the short answer. All right. That's all we got for this episode, but we're going to actually continue on with the exact same topic in the next episode, which is how do we figure out 
how to sell, what are the competitive factors and like, how do we stand out and make like a winning listing? So stay tuned for the next one. See you then.